This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with the fabulous etiquette expert, Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hi, Steve. Uh, so today we are going to talk about New Year's resolutions. Um, before we get started today, I actually want to remind some of our new listeners. Uh, Diane is a nationally recognized etiquette expert, the owner of the Protocol School of Texas uh, that specializes in etiquette training for businesses, universities, individuals. Um, and you can get more about Diane at her blog, diannegotsman.com. Um, but we will give all that information to you and much more at the very end of this episode. Um, but like I mentioned, let's talk some New Year's resolutions because this is the time of year that uh, ev- everybody sets their goals. Or m- maybe not everybody, but most people, a lot of people. You should set goals if you don't. And so let- let's Let's talk about some goal setting here um, and ways to make the new year more fun and adventurous for you and your spouse. Um, you turned in a fabulous article that is up on uh, hitchedmag.com right now, and it's 13 ways to add fun and adventure to the new year. And I'm just going to kind of go through this list here, Diane, and I'll let you explain what some of these uh, bullets mean that I'm touching on here. So. Uh, the first one, yeah. So the first one you have is learn to use your gadgets. So what what do you mean by this one? Well, you know, Steve, I kind of wrote this article with myself in mind for many of these tips because <laughs> we all have these these gadgets, e-readers, smartphones, cameras, things that we we want, we long for, and we get them, and then we don't know what to do with them, and they end up in our in our drawers, or we use them, but we don't capitalize on all of the little the little apps that we could learn how to use. So it simply means to sit down and read the book. You know, read your read the book on how to use it. Because I know myself, I have to ask my teenage son, would you come in here and do this for me? Yeah. And I always feel like I should be more empowered. So I, and you know, in talking with so many of our, our readers, you know, they are saying the same thing. So I think that we should sit down and learn how to use our toys. Okay. So basically, we don't get any man points for tossing the instruction manual away. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you can't do it. Yeah. You should toss it. <laughs> um, the, the second one you have here is to familiarize yourself with the proper way to use social media, which is kind of playing on this technology front. And so many of us are afraid to get started. You know, they want to be on Twitter, but they don't know how. They have a Facebook page, but they don't know how to use it. Or they may have it, and they use it incorrectly. So, you know, it's so important to remember that if you have a Facebook page, everything you put on your Facebook page, people can see it's not private. Even when it says it is, 
people can still find out if there's something on there you don't want them to know about. So mm-hmm. use it properly and know, you know, know the risks and then know the benefits. And Twitter is fabulous. And uh, if, if you're using it and you're using it for the right reasons and everybody has their own reasons. So make it a point to follow tweets, you know, follow people that you like. And if you want to start a blog, do it. Jump in and start a blog. And, and, and look for others that to look for others that you admire and then follow what they do. Yeah, that is you know what, that is a great point because that is really uh, how I've found to do best practices on social media for the most part. I mean, obviously there's a level of common sense, but finding what people the, the people that you like to follow the most and how they're using it and try to implement that into the way that you express yourself on on the on the web. So that's a great point. That's right. And everybody uses it for different reasons. Some people use it for business. Some people use it socially. And all of that is fine. But just I think that you have to know your focus, know what you're, what you're trying to get out of it, and then you know, stay focused on what the end result is. Yeah, and I I should mention that uh, if you guys are not on Twitter, you should definitely follow Diane. She should be your first person. It's at Diane Gotsman, uh, and you know you'll you'll get a pretty quick uh, idea of how to do it the right way. Um, and if you want to oh, follow, thanks, Steve. <laughs> oh, of course, um, you know, and I you know I, I should mention too that I'm on Twitter as well at Hitch Media, and then we also have a list of. Uh, all the marriage experts who contribute to Hitch that you can follow. Uh, there's a marriage experts list that I've created. So if you if you get on Twitter and you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, shoot me a message. I'd be happy to help. Um, so, and you know, Steve, I think it's so important to note that if if you're not actively on social media right now, this might even this conversation may be foreign. But once you get on there and you just start playing around and just start reading, you don't even have to start responding. First, just read. You can get, so, as you said, you can get so much valuable information. So I think you just close your eyes and jump. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, I, I was just remembered that there's an, one other resource I want to uh, highlight is uh, there's a book out by a husband and wife team, uh, the Kraskis. Um, and they have a book, it's called tech, uh, it's no, I'm sorry. It's called Facebook and your marriage. They're also on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else, but it's called Facebook and your marriage. And, uh, it has all sorts of rules for couples to follow in terms of, uh, setting boundaries and different things. If that is something that scares you about social media, uh, I, I recommend checking that out. And, uh, we actually have that book listed on our website too, if you, if you don't remember that. So. Be sure to do that. Um, I want to move on because we have, uh, you know, 11 more of these, Diane. Um, I, <laughs> and I'm already thinking I could go on and on about this. I, you I know. my brain going. That, that's what I was thinking too. Social media is just one of those things. I, I, I love it. And yeah, you're right. I could talk about it for hours. Um, okay. So the next one here, we got uh, learn how to change a tire or check your oil, program your navigation system. We're talking about your fancy new just car, right? basic. That's right. These are just basic skills that we really need to know how to do. I mean, and I'm telling you firsthand, I felt like my tire was low the other day, and my husband said, well, check it. You know, I called him. I said, my tire is low. Then I realized, why can't I check my own tire? I don't know how to check my tire. And I wouldn't know what the 
the how many pounds of air I would need. So I think we all need to um, learn how to do these simple things. And, and, you know, simple does not go hand in hand with our navigation system. Yeah. <laughs> so our, it's oftentimes very difficult, at least mine. But if you learn how to use it, it can it can keep us out of trouble and sometimes even even uh, save us much time, you know, and send us in the right direction rather than the wrong direction. Yeah. And this also, by the way, goes along with your first point, which is don't throw, throw out the manual. Because right. the the PSI of your tire, the how to how to uh, set up your navigation system, that's all in there too. So <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, the next one here is uh, plan a new adventure for yourself and your family. Uh, what what kind of adventures are we talking about? It could be something as simple is finding a local museum. Because we overlook, when we live in a particular city, we're the ones who tend to overlook what's right in front of us. So you don't have to spend thousands of dollars going to another city unless you just want to and have the funds. But just get out. Put your tennis shoes on and explore. Walk around, see what's new, check out a brand new coffee shop. Go to some place that you don't normally visit. And it's like going to another town or city. Mm-hmm. There, you know, a, a great resource for this, uh, you know, not jumping back into the uh, Twitter sphere here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Follow a lot of people in your area. Uh, follow the local reporters in your area because they're constantly tweeting what's going on around you. And that's a, a great way to find out some of this information or your obviously your local newspaper and things. But uh, that, yeah, that's that, a great idea. That's a source for you. Um, the next one you have here, uh, which I don't think a lot of people would even think about, is take a CPR class. And that's exactly why I put it in, because we seldom think about it until we need it. And it is so important to be able to know how to respond if there's an emergency. Once again, it's one of those little skills that you may never need, but if you need it, I mean, it's if, you're, if you ever have the uh, huh, unfortunate opportunity to use it, at least you're, you're going to be able to save a life. Mm-hmm. And by the way, for anybody who uh, has taken CPR courses, but it's been many, many years, uh, they've actually changed their policy of what they recommend. So uh, if it's been a long time and you ha- and you and it, that you've taken a CPR class, maybe maybe it's time to refresh it anyway. So uh, just know and do it with a group. You know, sometimes you they come to your home. And they and make it fun, you know. Do it with a group of people that uh, you are friends with, and make it an event, you know, an enjoyable event rather than something that you dread going to. So, do you do that with a side of a heart attack meal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that dummy. I wish they had a different looking face. <laughs> uh, but that's a good idea. Okay, so the next one here is uh, something for all you, uh, well, maybe not for the big city dwellers, but know how to hail a cab. You know, if you're if you're coming from a tiny little town and you're hitting the big city and you don't know what's going on with these cabs, they keep flying by you and you're you're offended. So, you know, you need to know, here's a little tip, look at the lights on top of the cab. It's available when the middle light is on, is lit. Okay. If they're, If all the lights are on, though, that means the cab is off duty, which seems counterintuitive so, if you're if you're not I, used to it. Exactly, exactly. And you know, common sense dictates look in the back seat. If there are people <laughs> sitting in the back seat, don't try and stop that cab. They're not going to stop. <laughs> keep keep. I say keep your tennis shoes nearby. You know, throw them in your purse. Yeah. 
Um, the next one is something that uh, many of us do every day, and we probably don't even realize there's a, a proper etiquette to it, uh, which is uh, where to stand in an elevator. Now, you would think that this is common sense, uh-huh. and I cannot tell you how many times in this past week alone <laughs> I have gotten on the elevator all by myself. The next thing I know, someone pops in next to me, and we are shoulder to shoulder in this big elevator. Or they're trying to make conversation, and you know we're only going up one floor, and so we, I'm standing there trying to hold the door open because I don't want to. I don't want to be rude. So you know there really is a place to stand, and that's away from the person right next to you. You know, take your corners, if you will. Mm-hmm. And if it's a crowded elevator, you know, move, make yourself thinner. You know, stand up straighter. Pull your bags closer to you, and if you're closest to the little buttons, just say, you know, what floor? What floor would you are you going to? You know, help out. Mm-hmm. Um, the be a courteous elevator rider. There you go. Um, the The next one you have here on your list is something that I, you know, I, even I feel like I know a little bit about wine. I'm definitely not uh, a sommelier or anything, but I, I'm, this one still gets me, which is how to order wine. Well, and you know more than most, I'm certain, (laughs) because, you know, (laughs) unless you really, really study and make it your your life's goal, we really, wine is just something that has a big question mark over it when you go to the restaurant, and then you really feel like you're losing your power when you don't know how to order or what to order, and don't be embarrassed to ask the server, you know, what do you recommend? Yeah. And there's... I, you know, when I do these corporate sessions, because that's what I specialize in, corporate etiquette, but there's always social social uh, questions that come up. And it's always from women that say, you know, when I'm out with my husband or my date, they're swirling the wine and making a big issue, and it's embarrassing. And, you know, it really <laughs> is. That's, that's too much of an issue, you know, when you're swirling around a $10 bottle of wine. <laughs> so, you know, you look at the cork. Make sure it hasn't rotted. Look at the label. And make sure you don't have the, the next guy's $200 bottle. And then take a, take a sip. Taste it. And then, you know, proceed to pour. Say thank you, and then, then you're on your way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and don't worry about if it's red or if it's white or what goes with what. Of course there are rules to that. That's a whole different podcast, and perhaps <laughs> not with me. If you enjoy it. Drink it. <laughs> there you go. And I was going to uh, y- – your recommendation about just asking the server uh, a recommendation, I think that's a great jumping off point. And there's also a, a – if, you, if you're if you a smartphone user, um, there's an app out there. And I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but I want to say it's called WineSpeak maybe. And it is um, an app that basically helps you uh, pronunciate the various fancy wine words that are out there and foreign words so that you know how to say what that label <laughs> as you're trying to read it. So that, That's right, rather than just pointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the next one is, you know, we're sticking to this uh, dining theme here, is learn how to eat sushi. So many people are afraid to go to Chinese restaurants, uh, Japanese restaurants, any type of Asian restaurant, because they're not sure what to eat, how to order. So it's not just sushi, it's all kinds of of different foods and and not even within that culture but lobster and just learn how to eat foods that you're not familiar with mm-hmm. sushi if you want to ask for if you want to ask for utensils rather than chopsticks do it do it 
you eat it in one to two bites. But, you know, that said, if it's a huge piece of sushi, you don't want to shove it in your mouth and not be able to choke. And then we need the CPR. <laughs> so, you know, but, but and don't be afraid. Once again, do not be afraid to ask and make it fun. If you're in a group of people and they're using chopsticks and you are chopstick deficient, ask them. Say, okay, I've, I've tried and tried. Tell me what your secret is and make it more of an event, you know, more of something that's a conversation uh, topic rather than feeling like you're still in school learning a new skill. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an adventure that you're you're able to partake in. Um and and I be- sure. and I believe you also have a, a eating sushi dining etiquette uh article that you've actually done which people can look I do. read and uh, get get more information if you want to dig a little deeper into the sushi topic. So uh, be sure to go to my blog. Yeah, go to diangotsman.com and, and check that out. Um, number number 10 here on the list is learn a new game. Speaking of learning new things, you yeah. know, I think it's fun to pick up games. Go to your local mega store and just walk the aisles. Just walk the aisles and, and if it looks fun and if it's a kid's game, so what? Do it. Yeah. I was at a, a party the other night, an adult, a grown-up party, and uh, they were playing uh, Operation. And oh. I thought that was so much fun. You know, that kid game, Operation, uh-huh. yeah. where it buzzes. Don't touch the sides. And it was really, yes, it was fun. They had a bunch of kids' games, and we were all playing, and it was it was bonding and building relationships. And, and if you really want to get, you know, uh, intellectual, you can learn how to play chess and uh, or you know, and if you really want to get get crafty, you can learn poker tips so you can play with your spouse <laughs> and beat them. <laughs> you know, every every uh, Christmas, I on my on my wish list, I I add a board game because I always feel like I should be learning something new. And so, I'm happy to report this year I got a game called Wits and Wagers. Uh, which I recommend. It's very what fun. What is it called? It's called, it called it's called Wits and Wagers. And uh, without you know taking over the podcast here, basically it, it you'll have a random fact that comes up to the whole group, and it'll say something like how many viewers watched the season finale or the series finale of Mash, you know, just a random fact. And so uh-huh. everybody will write down what they think that number is, uh, you know, twenty five million, a hundred million, whatever they think it is, and then. They reveal their answers, and then it goes on a um, betting board, and then everybody has chips where they bet uh, based on the odds of which one they think is most right without going over. There, sounds fun. So it, my my game of choice this year and every year was Jenga, so that tells you my, <laughs> my skills. <laughs> I lose pieces from year to year, so they just give it to me. You know, but but these games are fun. You know, the, the point is you're doing it with other people. It's a bonding experience, and whatever works for you and for your family and for your friends, do it. Yes, and research has shown that new experiences are extremely beneficial to your marriage. So that's something to keep in the back oh, of your mind. Oh, there you go. Um, re- so the next one is uh, read something new and review something old. And that kind of goes along with my learn a new game, you know, Read something that you don't already know about so you can broaden your horizons. Mm-hmm. And then pick up a book that you've had in your bookcase for years. It'll be new again. Yeah. <laughs> you've probably forgotten half of it. Or pick up a class, a classic. Yeah. So just, just do something out of the norm. Okay. Um, and then the next one is uh, try out an exercise program, which I'm sure many are already participating in right now. 
And everybody says, okay, everybody, everyone says, sure, that's always everyone's New Year's resolution. But do something that you've not ever done before so you can break up the routine. And we, we tend to stick with something that we enjoy. So pick something that you're, pick, that you're selecting for yourself, not for anyone else. Yeah, and, and I would also recommend uh, try to find something that you don't loathe. So if you know running is not your thing and it just gives you shudders thinking about running, don't, don't try that thing. Try, try swimming instead or yoga or bicycling, something that you can look forward to. It doesn't have to be painful. Exactly. Um, and then That's the, right. I agree. <laughs> and then the last one here, Diane, is learn how to cook a meal that would impress your guests and your spouse, I'm assuming. That's right. Or learn how to cook, period. <laughs> there you again, go. <laughs> again, it's another skill. And my husband makes chicken and dumplings. Now, he does not, he cannot boil water, but he can make chicken and dumplings. And that is most requested when our guests come to our house. And you know what? It makes him feel good. The guests love it. And uh, so it becomes a traditional tried and true. Mm-hmm. But you can also learn new new menu items and they become conversational uh topics as well yeah there you go i i don't know if i've mentioned this to you but i love cooking and i have uh, i i honestly subscribe to probably six different cooking magazines and um oh wow so but 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 I, i bring this up only to say that if you're looking for inspiration that's i mean that's one of the reasons why i have so many cooking magazines because every issue i try to find at least one new dish that i want to cook so if if you're what thinking, is your tried and true dish that, the go to that everybody comes to your house for? Uh, I do a uh, filet mignon with a roasted goat cheese and a balsamic syrup on top. Mm, and then that I, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> and then I usually do some sort of starch, like a, a potato, mashed potato on the side, and and like a sautéed green bean with shallots and things. So that's there that's, you go. that's the one I get requested most. Um, but I love the idea of subscribing to multiple magazines or, or even going online. Once again, you can go online and find all kinds of great menus. That internet, I think it's got a future. I don't know. I think people are going to start <laughs> I think really, it's going to catch on. I think it's going to catch on. I think people are going to start logging on or dialing in or whatever you do on the interweb. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, Diane. Uh, the Twitter. <laughs> that's right. You'll, you can catch us on the Facebook and on the Twitter, uh, you know, this is that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, but, you know, we're joking around here. But you really can catch us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Diane is on Twitter at Diane Gotsman. Uh, she's on Facebook, uh, Protocol, Protocol School of Texas. Uh, you can, as I mentioned a couple times here, go to her uh, blog, DianeGotsman.com. Uh, I am on Twitter at Hitch Media. Uh, you know, if you forget any of this information, uh, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook, uh, go to hitchedmag.com. You can find uh, all of Diane's past articles. You can find her contact information. And uh, and if you can't remember any of this stuff, just shoot me an email. Shoot shoot Diane an email, and we'll be happy to help. So. Uh, Thank you once again, Diane, and uh, Happy New Year, and we'll be doing uh, this again very soon. My pleasure. Happy 2012. Ah, sounds good. It sounds promising. So, <laughs> okay, until next time, uh, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. 
Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples. Hey everybody, this is Steve Cooper once again. I want to thank you so much again for downloading this latest episode. Uh, but I want to highlight something for you if you aren't already using it. Uh, we have recently joined the Stitcher Smart Radio Network. And essentially what you can do is download this really cool free app and it will automatically download the latest episodes of the Hitched Podcast as well as any other podcast that you have, for the most part, in your uh, iTunes library. And they will automatically sync and be waiting for you when you're ready. Um, so how do, you, how do you get this app? You go to stitcher.com slash hitched. Uh, enter the hitched promo code when you are doing your registration. The registration is really simple, really easy, and it's free. Um, enter hitched wherever you can. Uh, you will be automatically entered just by registering for $100 worth of a ca uh, in a cash card that's randomly selected each month. The Hitched Podcast will be already waiting for you in your favorites list. You can make your own radio stations with it. Um, it is a great way to uh, listen to your favorite podcasts. I uh, you know, I have all my favorite podcasts. It's a great way to listen to your favorite podcasts, um, not just the Hitch podcast, on the go. It also saves memory on your phone, and new episodes are always there waiting for you. You don't have to sync. You don't have to plug your phone in. It's just there. So, again, I want to remind you, uh, download the Stitcher Smart Radio app. It's really cool. It's extremely convenient. And it's free. And just remember to enter the promo code HITCHED after you've downloaded it. You can find it in the iTunes store or you can go to stitcher.com slash hitched. Until next time, thanks again.